This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, sponsored by Soundring. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Club W. Humans have been making wine for thousands of years, and they've been confused about which wine to drink for just as long. Club W takes the headache out of shopping for wine. Our listeners get 50% off their first order right now by going to clubw.com forward slash bad Christian. Today's show is also sponsored by Credit Karma. You can see your credit score right now absolutely free. I promise there's no bait and switch. There's no credit card needed. Start taking your credit score seriously. Just text bad Christian to 89800 and download the free Credit Karma app today. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, schmucks? This is Matt. Hope you guys are enjoying your leftovers as I am and heading into college football rivalry weekend. Hope you guys enjoy that as much as I do. Uh, i got to take a second to pat myself and my friends Joey and Toby on the back. Still going into the holidays. Uh, still no rebroadcast episodes. We put out two every week. We ain't ever missed one or had to put up something old yet. And I reserve the right to do that if I feel like it in the future. But even though less people may listen during the holidays, which I don't know, maybe more do. I don't really know. But we're not skimping. On top of that, I'm traveling with my family to South Carolina next weekend. I'm going to get with Toby and Joey, and we're going to record a bunch of more episodes. So I think we're going to rock right on through Christmas. I'll tell you one thing. We are reliable, trustworthy. And that's a good thing. That's a good quality. I respect that quality in myself. Um, So, yeah, we're going to do some good stuff. We have an Aaron Weiss interview coming up this week. Uh, I think we're going to catch Dave Bazan at a living room show. Maybe we'll get to talk to him next week when I'm in Charleston. I hope you guys are really having a good holidays. And I will remind you again that our whole web store is 15% off this weekend. Music, vinyl, everything. But most importantly, we have an Emory Holiday sweatshirt it's very cool. I think you'll like it. There's only 150 of them that exist, so you got to get it quick. Get it for your friends, your family, your loved ones, or, you know, if you have any. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have any of those things. Just get it for yourself. You deserve it. Enter the code BLACK15, badchristian.com. Yo, can I say something real quick before the countdown? Yeah, you, go ahead. Jim. I just want to say, in all I do... I'll honor you. Me? And like me, me personally? No, I'm talking to Jesus right now. Oh. I'm making a declaration that every single damn thing that I do in my life will be honoring God. I wish that was for me. I got my act together. When I sing that song, I mean it. In all I do, I'll honor you. In everything? In everything. Let's just start the show. That's inspiring my beatbox. <coughs> oh, Daggummit. I'm a little sick. We can tell. Three, two. <laughs> hey, 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 I got it. I got it. Three, two, one. And all I do, I honor you. It's the best Christian podcast. All right. Well, Toby, I'm going to have to take the opportunity here to uh, ask you in real time about being sick here. I didn't know that you were sick. You just texted me and said that you were before we started here, and I can hear yeah. in your voice. It's clearly the case. I saw you uh, 72 hours ago, and you were you were on fire. You were healthy. I, I mean, what is it? Is it just uh, 
Is it just like the kind of thing when you get home and you see your wife and kids and it's just so depressing, you just your body falls apart and you get sick or what? I think I might have too much sex and it wore me down. <laughs> wow. When you're on the road, you don't have any sex and you come home, you do it a lot. Yeah. It just wears out your immune system. Immune system. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it is my damn family. <laughs> I came home. Like I think we build up some kind of crazy immunity when we're on the bus and on the big rig and it just you know, and, and there's a little bit of adrenaline because you're in a new place every day and you don't know where you're waking up or going to sleep and all this stuff. So you're kind of functioning at a higher level energy wise. And I think the problem is that's unsustainable. So as soon you as I get that, home, but you, are I'm you totally saying crashed. that higher energy and adrenaline actually boost immunity, immune system function? Uh, I want to say, yeah, maybe there's so got to be something, but because anybody else that walks onto our bus and sees the life we live and oh, by the way, the microphone that you sing into every night that's been sitting up there and had four right. locals and three uh, right. bands of people all on <laughs> all tour together claiming to be sick and they're spitting. And when you get up to a microphone at the set, I always think that's crazy because I go up to check my mic and it's wet from another man's sweat I and know. saliva. Not one, I'm sorry, not one man, four other men at least on that pre, just on that night alone. And so, you know, I've seen people go up there and do disinfectants on the grill of the mic screen and stuff before, but I don't, you know, I just don't do it. Hey, so, you think, Joey, Joey, you would think you that would to, make you sick. Joey, have you ever had to walk up after another pastor and he hands you a headset mic? It's and just sweaty. <laughs> hey, look, sweaty and gross. Listen to this. What, what if that's how God operated? Like, after you have sex with your wife, like, three times in two days, for to, to bless the wife. He allows the husband to just get sick, so he doesn't want it anymore. Like I it's swear, just like wife, a checks and balance. System. My wife has a, a heart after heart <laughs> after God, and so he blessed her for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but most people would suggest that our lifestyle is dirtier. I mean, if you saw our inside of our bus and the pillows and the oh, sheets, and all we don't change our clothes in, or wash them yeah. or shower or anything. Again, yeah. the, I think I, love I think it. it's just that you can function at a higher level, and you might even pass. You know not notice things as much just because you're trying to do all this stuff. So anyway, yeah, I got home and immediately I just like, as soon as I got home, I felt like, Oh man, I'm just beat. What's well, the and daycare and the kids and, and all, right. you know what it is though. It's the, I would suggest the lack of dirtiness. So yeah, this it gives me one opportunity to pump, not, right. not hand washing and, and immunity and stuff like that. Uh, it was funny. Cause all my kids are sitting around me and there's just like, they're too close and I don't feel good. I just, and I finally said, y'all got to go sit on the floor. Get away from me. <laughs> I feel like a terrible dad, but it was just too much. Here's what I'm curious about with Toby, though, is he he definitely resists any sorts of uh, words of concern or me saying, hey, man, sorry, you feel bad. Now, I, I laid it on thick this morning when I when I knew it was getting on his nerves and I just kept it up. But initially, I'm just like, hey, man, sorry, you're feeling bad. And he totally dejects that completely. And I, is that like a badge of honor or you just don't like the attention? Because I'd you say actually, it's, the, it's probably the equivalent of small talk. Well, his, no, his response is, his response is, no, I'm totally fine. Right. Because no, it's totally meaningless fine. what you're saying. It doesn't help. Yeah, I so kind of agree quit with Matt on this one. Like, You don't really care. <laughs> you don't I'm even sick. care. You don't, I mean, you, if I, you care, like if I said, hey, would you get me something? You would go immediately and all that stuff. But asking me, you're just, I don't know. It's just it wasting time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I guess I, I and if I don't feel good, and if I don't feel good, then I actually have to answer. <laughs> hey man, it's yeah. <laughs> right. Actually, I am feeling kind of bad. Or I, I, I get that. I get that. But I actually, I I do think it sucks next, that you uh, don't feel good. Just like when like, next I, time you're laying face down, and I'm gonna go, Joe, are you depressed? Are you tell depressed? me about it? Well, well, tell me about it. Here's <laughs> an example. Do you, do you remember that time I was being goofy in the car 15 years ago, and I backed up really fast and I sighed swiped another car i don't remember that and you felt completely awful 
Yeah, I remember. Wasn't that, that just in? Why did you feel completely awful? Like, is that meaningless? I'm, or I have a severe case of terrible empathy for people. Well, why can't I have empathy when you're sick? I don't think you really mean that. I think you think. You do. <laughs> why do you get to tell me that? I don't think you really meant that stuff about the car. Then okay, maybe you didn't care. Maybe, but you. But I was <laughs> but devastated. I was walking around pulling my hair out, screaming, crying, and stuff. <laughs> you saw it. I think today you're like, hey, man, I'm really sorry you're sick. Then I have to go. Hey, that's really nice. I get that I part. I it. get that part. I get that part. Hey, hey I, I circumvented Joey's small talk yesterday when he. Oh, called. it was great. I just thought it was so funny. He called. I said, he said, what's up? He said, what's up, man? He goes, hey, how's it going? I said, oh. no, I didn't say, how's it going? Said, hey. That was the funniest <laughs> no, part. No, he didn't even I say that. I said, oh, I answered the phone. I said, hey, how's it going, Joey? I'm home from tour. Glad to be back. Getting hard to work. Got a bunch of stuff to do. So, <laughs> and yeah, I just I, died laughing. Uh, glad, I to like... see, glad to see Bridget feeling okay. What, what you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, um, someone made a very keen observation they uh i forgot i forgot what the email was about they didn't just write for this purpose but they asked so when toby's typically making a point on how christians put too much emphasis and stock into other people being christians like with their profession like hey do, i mean do we really care whether or not so and so is a christian just as long as they do a good job you always use a plumber Always. Yeah, he does. He totally does. Like, he goes, so, he goes, hey, when the plumber's plumber. coming to my house, I mean, I don't care if he believes in Jesus. I just want him to be able to fix a pipe. Why does a plumber come to mind? I think plumbers are America's unsung hero. <laughs> 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 no, I think uh, I use that one because, first of all, uh, I You're think... devaluing well, plumbers. No, I'm not devaluing plumbers. Would you rather have no, a Christian doctor? I think doctor? I'm valuing them. What I'm saying is, when you have an immediate need, like your your pipe is burst and there's water spewing everywhere, your hat, whatever. Like the le- the number one thing nobody's thinking of is, hey man, you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. <laughs> like you don't want the plumber saying that to you. He doesn't want the- you want your pipe fixed because it's immediate and you need it right now. Right. So I think plumbers are awesome, good. They get the job done immediately. So you choose plumber because the immediacy of the need usually when you call right, a plumber. right? Because I mean anybody could say, oh, you know, if it's just a you know small talking cashier or. Uh, whatever it might be, but uh, the yeah. same way as a fireman, I can I can start saying fireman or policeman. If if your house is on fire, you do not want the fireman saying, "Hey, before I blow this out, <laughs> blow it out, put put it out." Let me tell you about the Lord. You don't want that. You don't want that at all. Um, one other thing too, before we move on. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm pulling a joke. What all symptoms do you have, though? I was trying to genuinely really, ask. I feel uh, well. It's weird, really weird. It kind of I feel way better at certain points. Like I actually worked out today. I might not should have. I'm just trying to. That's what I was getting ready to go into. I'm trying to get healthy. I'll talk about that in a second. But right now, my eyes are kind of burning, <laughs> like kind of stinging, and my nose is completely stopped up. And I'm already kind of raw on my nose from blowing. Like it's just terrible. You know what I need though? And your butt stinks. Have you ever seen that those uh, tissues? They actually have a little bit of lotion in them. Oh yeah, my yeah. God, aloe. Those are nice. yeah. Aloe is what you're looking for. Yeah, that's so great. I wish I had some of that. So where when I blow my nose, my nose is already getting raw, and I just feel like really kind of weak and tired and just i, I don't know and, and it, it's weird last night jess was feeling kind of nauseous i was like oh god because we we're hoping to go get some tattoos tomorrow before thanksgiving and do some stuff but anyway with all that being said so the day i went and worked out i was feeling better and then as soon as i got done working out i started feeling worse again i was like oh, man, i thought i was getting over it and maybe i worked myself too hard mm-hmm. but i've been uh i've been working out and trying to get in shape and i decided not to uh drink beer for at least the rest of the year maybe till my birthday i'm thinking yeah you said you wanted to be in the best shape 
yeah. uh, at 40 right. that so, you've ever been in your whole life. So I, I, after uh, I listened to some podcasts and, and heard some stuff about words of affirmation, and I don't really want to go into it. It's not as spooky and crazy, but like <clears throat> basically just bringing stuff to your mind. Like you, you write stuff down, and it kind of is on the forefront of your mind. It's not spooky or weird or mystical. It's just that's what it is. So I've been writing down every day, 10 times a day, I, Toby Morrell, will be in the best shape of my life by my 40th birthday. Really? And I write that down. I write that down 10 times. I missed a couple of days here and there. But uh, for the most part, I try to do it. So two days after your 40th birthday, you'll be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how it works. <laughs> it's, it's strict, these words of affirmation. But anyway, so I've been doing that, and so I haven't been drinking yeah. uh, any alcohol. I've, I've been sick, too, and stuff, but I haven't been drinking any alcohol. I've been trying to eat healthier. Like today, I've been doing kind of more paleo, low-carb. It's kind of the thing that works for me the best, and working out pretty hard today and uh it's been going good but it's really hard i mean yeah. I, it's just how long i mean it sounds like you so a lot of a lot of commitment because you got to do i mean that's the hard part you're doing exercise and yeah. diet and yeah, exactly uh, alcohol which is yeah. not how many really days are you up so to that's doing like, this must be I, really hard i started yesterday <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> what it's hard it it's hard. not even noteworthy enough to talk about what are you right talking now about? i'm doing it i'm living it <laughs> less he's than 24 hard. hours you'll you ask me somewhere Joe, you will ask me how i'm feeling and when i'm sick Did you want to encourage your brother in, in christ when he's working his ass off eating healthy and all this stuff you're putting me down you still probably in your small intestine have shitty food in there oh, it still hasn't even worked yeah, out as you're right system. sure <laughs> I'm so I definitely have pizza. There's still yeah, McDonald's season. apple pies in his oh large intestine. <laughs> hey, no let, let me let me ask this: the day before you decided to make that, well, you made the commitment, but uh, whenever that, whenever your diet started, so yesterday, the day before, how many yeah. beers did you drink and what kind of shitty food did you eat? <sighs> That's really funny. I had. Uh, well, we had chicken nuggets at our house, so I made a, a solo trip to Zaxby's to get Zach sauce. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you got to go all out. I pulled up to Zaxby's drive-thru. I said, hey, out. I had the chicken nuggets in my house. I need Can five I Zach sauces. Zach sauce? <laughs> it, it was $1.50. It's so awesome. You gotta so got to make it count, sauce. man. Yep, you I got to. Fried chicken nugget uh, sandwich. I had a lot of beer. Uh, I got. I went and got some special. I love Amstel Lights. I went and got a six-pack of Amstel, and I had some Miller Light and drank several of those. Uh, and then dessert, chocolate, and all kinds of... Yeah, I, I, I was like, I'm going to live it up. So and the whole weekend before I started, starting on Monday, the whole weekend that I... Before I started, I really lived it up. Like, I was eating all kinds of crazy stuff. But <laughs> right now, I'm feeling, besides the sickness, I do... I, Matt, you always said this, too. I think low-carb or paleo really ends up being kind of the best diet. Like, Of course it is. Just bread... And sugar is what kills me. Absolutely. It totally destroys my body. And then I crave it more and more. Absolutely. Uh, and it's really funny when I don't, even after, seriously, like two days a day or whatever, um, I even <laughs> notice like if I have a, a banana or something, it tastes so much better and yeah. sweet and it's crazy. So. Did you know, listen to what I found out. Do you know if you open a banana by the opposite side, you don't have to deal with any of the strings? Yeah. Is that not unbelievable? Did you do it? Yes. Yeah, you it's open unreal. it by the, where, not where the stem is. Right. So yeah, you open it the opposite way. No, not really. You know what a banana is like, but I, I was blown away. I'm 38 years old, and I just found out that if you op open it the opposite way, no strings. Well, that's amazing, Joey. It is. Hey, I am sorry you're feeling bad. So uh, what we got going on today? Joey, if sorry you, you eat, feel bad. If you eat a, if you Matt, eat, how are you doing? If you eat an orange. Matt, you how are you doing? You actually don't eat Toby, it. Toby, I'm th sorry you're the... feeling bad. Sorry you're feeling poorly. Matt, how are you doing? What were you saying, Matt? I'm sorry. I was just concerned about how you're doing. Go ahead. I'm just going to give you a tip. When you when you eat an orange, you peel it first. 
too. You peel it? Yeah, you don't bite right through the the outside like an apple. Yeah. Did, did y'all know that? Did you know that? that? Yeah. Did y'all know that organic? <laughs> oh, you did know it. Okay. Did y'all know that organic food? You know that you don't eat the pit of a peach, Joey. Get out of here. You don't eat that part. Really? Remember, like I, did, I always felt bad, like it messed your teeth up. Yeah. You would eat always eat the pit of a peach. Sorry, we never told you earlier. We thought it was funny. Why wouldn't y'all Sorry. tell me that? Thought it was funny. I, I always thought the insides of the pit was kind of yucky. Hey, since we're on it, man, let's just go all the way, Matt. Do you know, Joe, you don't have to anymore drink the blood of a lamb <laughs> to prove that you believe in God? <laughs> so that means I don't have to kill lamb? Right. You don't have to kill a lamb anymore, and you don't have to drink his blood and do your dance thing that you've been doing every year. You do it one, and annually once a year. Yeah, we've just been letting you do that. I've had to take my kids to the mental hospital because of these animal (laughs) sacrifices, and y'all are just telling me that now. Mental hospital. That's what they call it. (laughs) Do they have a mental ER? Like you can make an appointment at the mental hospital to get some a procedure done, like electroshock. Or get some medicine or or something. But if it's real, if it's real bad, you go to the mental ER. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So I, I do think that I'm going to get healthier. I wanted to say the guys hadn't bought into it yet, but I wanted to do a, a tour next year. It's called Lordy Lordy, Toby's 40. and That's not narcissistic or anything. Go ahead. Well, it'll just be celebrating. Yeah, that's cool. Celebrating the life and, you know, yeah. one of the greatest lead singers of all time. <laughs> one of the greatest bands of all time. I, I think there's, that needs to be celebrated. But I wanted to uh, do, like, challenge myself and say, uh, Lordy, Lordy, Toby's 40 and I lose 40 pounds, but everybody says if I lose 40 pounds, I'll look really sick and messed up. Really? No, 40, no, 40, 40 pounds, pounds. You can maybe not even tell. I wouldn't say 40 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's easy, but first thing you need to do is gain about 30 pounds so you can make much of it. That's what I would yeah, I, I, I do wonder sometimes because I've always been the fat kid. Do I see my body? Do you ever think of this? Like you see your body, Joey, you experience it i'm sure <laughs> but see your body differently than other people do like i've always of thought of myself as the big guy like i still think in big guy terms yeah i think no, always no and i'd I, say your perceptions are pretty dead on oh thanks i really appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> well it was funny because i was i mean i know i'm you know i don't have as, as you were my muscle. first fat friend that was the first <laughs> yeah when i met you and i saw you without your shirt on i was like man you're really big and i <laughs> Hey, did you know the summer after I met Toby, that's got to be the best shape that you've ever been in your life. You know, 15 years ago when we lived at Yorkshire and you were jogging like a maniac, like you really slim. Like, didn't you drop like 40 pounds? I'm not kidding. Didn't I think you? I lost 25. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Man. Yeah, I got that's in good. good shape. So, so I, that's, that's your aim probably I, aim about right there. In between 190 and 200. And uh, right now I'm about 220, 225, somewhere in there. Yeah. I gained some weight on this tour. When I left, I was like 218. So even though I was exercising on the tour and everything, it was really weird. It must be the unlimited amount of beer that I drank. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so uh, I am wanting to get in shape. And hopefully our listeners and you guys will help me and motivate me. Keep me accountable. Well, let me ask you all this. And, and, uh, you know, we're all at an an age to where I, I think we need to be thinking about this stuff. If you guys continually go on the road and do the traveling and record podcasts and all that stuff, Aren't there, I mean, isn't it just a given that there's adverse effects of alcohol outside of weight gain and calories? Like, don't you have to start thinking of your liver now? Like, when you go on the road, you guys, I mean, hmm. Toby told me that they, with the VIP and all that stuff, I mean, you guys are pounding, pounding them back. At some point, you have to think not just calories, but liver, right? Hmm. hmm. Liver. Hmm. Liver. Hmm. <laughs> Beer. Liver. Beer. 
Well, I say beer. <laughs> I, you know, I'm really. I think doctors say beer. <laughs> I have a lot of faith in advancement of medical technology. You know, personally, I'm a hopeful, non-skeptical person that really believes that you know there could be some really good advances out there medically. So, gotcha. That's, I mean, that's a good thing. So you're crossing your fingers. Will you give no, me I'm your liver? Just, I'm hopeful. What? Will you give me your liver if I'm going to die? Well, then I'm gonna die. I didn't ask that or say that. I just asked you a question. Can you answer the question? Yes or no? Will you give me your liver? I'll tell you what. I'll make a deal. I'll give you my liver if starting right now you take care of yourself, but not just until you're 40 oh, for the God. rest of your life. I don't think you're telling the truth. So I'll rescue you and save your life only if you take care of yourself. I have been taking care God of God helps those who help themselves. That's Mechahina 3 verse No, Mechahina, Mechahina, ho. Verse 5. Speaking of though, real quickly, this tour was pretty awesome. I yeah. mean, it was amazing. I, I am blown away. Like seriously, like a lot of sold out shows and packed audiences. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, yeah, some of our best numbers in years. I mean, we've been a ba- I know. I mean, we've been a band for a long time now, and some of the promoters actually said these guys are like reblowing up or something. It's weird. Hey, I was like, well, holy let me, cow! Let me just say this to you and Matt officially: you're welcome because. That success that you are seeing on the road is a direct result of this podcast, and you guys couldn't do this without me. And if you tried doing it without me, it would not be as good. So, hey, you don't need to thank me. I'm saying it for you. You're welcome. No problem. Man, I just turned him down. Yeah, turn him down. So we don't... <laughs> uh, I actually, I think that is true. Yeah, I actually agree that with that. I'm, I'm certain that being able to let people know about stuff through this 90 minute infomercial that people consume twice a week. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that it's working. I can measure the results. So I think it's great. Hey, so Matt, we talk about this Facebook club page a lot and someone shared a story that I read and just started to chuckle because I knew exactly what happened probably before this happened. Something got in Toby's head he got consumed with it. He was full of emotion, and he's just like, "Daggum!" And I'm gonna just let it go on stage. Someone said that he oh, unleashed gosh. the f word about 15 times. Yep. And What's w- the f word? In one little friendship, monologue, friendship. Which I found it very foundation. It's very ironic that he used the f word for the first time on stage back in the spring when Phrygian. we were in Australia. Yeah. So what happened? What were you so mad at? <laughs> it Toby? was it was so awesome. It was Joey, it was one of my favorite. It was de- probably my favorite moment of the tour for sure. <laughs> Toby got wound up. Uh he well, I didn't even know that he was wound up. I was wound up. I guess I'll tell you the whole story if we got t- we got time. We got time, my friend. Okay. <laughs> well, so we were on the bus. This is this is tremendous. I'm glad you brought this up. I forgot. We could talk about this for a long time. But so we're on the bus with uh, our old booking agent. He's Aaron Gillespie's booking agent now. And he was hanging out with us on our bus. He lives in Nashville. And he was, uh, we were talking on the bus, and he talked about how when Gillespie was on our podcast with that Under Oath, the last Under Oath one did, he said, fuck. I don't know where it came up with. We're talking with some friends. Yeah. And he said, fuck, one or two times or something like that. Which I was surprised, actually. Well. Just knowing his uh, role in the Christian music world. Well, whatever was. it was, the, the point of it was he was talking in context. He may have said it in a joking way, too, for all I know. I don't quite remember but he was being open and honest on that interview talking about how he screwed up or possibly fucked up i don't know maybe it's what he said i don't know but um that was the context of that interview it was somebody that that people look up to and there was a 
a bunch of unclear stuff in the air, and he cleared it up and owned a bunch of mistakes and problems and places that he was at and uh, was speaking with honest language like the guy really talks in real life. Yeah. And he used the F word a couple of times. Anyway, somebody said how good that was, and the booking agent was like, he said, that was such a bad idea. That was so bad. It was so awful that he did that because he got a bunch of gigs canceled on. So we're sitting there on the bus, and I was thinking – and I said, I said, well, hang on. I think it's actually a great thing because this booking agent, Christian Booking Agency, the books Gillespie at Christian Places, said yeah. that that was simply a mistake. And he was, you know, visibly angry, not angry, but disappointed. From a business standpoint. Frustrated that that happened because, yeah. So his agency lost money. He lost money personally. And, and Gillespie yeah. obviously lost 90% of the money. Booking agent takes 10%. Yeah. So Gillespie knows what he's doing. He did what he did. His agent was bummed that he did that because it cost him personally money right and i just argued back immediately and it really upset me i was like wait a minute that, that he did the right thing he did the thing you should do and i yeah. really believe that and if that means you can't do this festival you can't do this then that probably points to you know some fakeness in those places and organizations and this industry it has right. to point to that it just has to point to that because the booking agent doesn't care about the um language because we're sitting there saying it on the bus and probably the people at the, the the festivals or the gigs probably understand too but just don't want association with something like that or like us and so that hints to me that there's probably fakeness in those organizations and stuff anyway and so i think it's the only right thing to do for him to have talked that way and i said that on the bus toby didn't really say anything i thought toby might have been irritated with me for even pushing back in that moment i wasn't sure exactly but um but Toby was quiet. He didn't say anything. Anyway, time to go. Time to get on stage. So we go on stage. We play all our songs, and we get to what is, the, I guess, is the last song or the last song before our encore, something like that. And Toby, he just he says, "How many people in here are Christians?" And a bunch of people. He does starts he starts with most of his rants that way. He asks the audience, "How many people here are Christians?" And then he, and whenever he does that, I go here we go. And he, so then he says, "How many people here are not Christians?" And then maybe really someone raises a hand. And then he goes, well, "I mean, what is it? Was I don't even you know?" He starts to struggle and fumble. And then he just, he's like, we were just on our bus and we were talking about the, and he, he basically said what I said in a very, very abbreviated way. He just referenced it essentially yeah. and said, it was because Aaron Gillespie, he was on our bus and something. And he said in the, in our bad Christian interview, he said, fuck. And it was like, oh, at that point I was like, oh crap. Cause the, the venue we're playing that day is, it was rocket town. Yeah. It's a Christian venue where you are not allowed to have al alcohol anywhere around. And there's a rule about no cussing. You can't, you know, a lot of Christian venues just say, keep the language clean on stage. You can't do it. Some of the more militant ones, not this one will say, they'll turn your set off the PA. If you say a cuss word. So that Gee. exists. And that's, in the vein of the type of club we're playing is, you know, funded by whatever. So Toby says that Aaron Gillespie says, and he says the word fuck. Right. And he goes, and then he makes a joke. He says, well, now y'all hear me right. I didn't say it. Aaron Gillespie said it. Everybody chuckled. <laughs> but then I, he, he turned a corner there and he started getting ramped up and this is not fake. And, and the, the fuck word this and fuck this. And what does it mean? You say fuck. And if Jesus is real and all this stuff. And he, he, he said, Jesus fuck probably, true. yeah, he, he probably said it probably 15 to 17 times. I would say in that within just a couple of minutes. And it was just like, oh, and it kept on going. It kept on going. I looked over at one point and Matt McDonald was standing on stage. He's playing bass and he had one of the face wipe towels 
towel and he was swinging it around in the air like he's at a <laughs> soccer game or something. Because what Toby was saying was really landing and it was really hitting hard. And he was saying, you know, you're going to remember that I said fuck and then I'm not that I'm talking about Jesus and the point of all this and what we're actually doing. And, you know, his words really were good. Right. But he just kept peppering the F words in there. And so, I, I mean, we, I was like laughing, but I was really excited. I really thought what he said was good and everything. And so I just, you know, and in my mind, I'm going, well, I guess we, you know, after this show, hopefully we get paid, first of all. And then I don't, hopefully that doesn't void something in a contract. Then after that, if they say we can't ever play here again, then good. Toby's doing the right thing. So that's fine. That's good. That's what I want to happen. I'm totally right. fine with that. And it turns out the promoter, at least, which I don't know how affiliated with the venue, says he enjoyed it. He thought it was great. Loved the show. So I would... Didn't even mention oh, it? Oh, yeah. He mentioned it, but he thought it was, what Toby said was great. Yeah. And so, and the people in there, they weren't like freaking out. And it, it was like a, a really interesting moment to me in culture that this is happening now. Like yeah. that actually kind of was okay or people could hear it. They could hear what Toby was saying and we didn't immediately get the cord pulled or what it's, you know, it, it actually could land in a way. So I'm kind of saying, man, maybe stuff's changing out there. Man, maybe this is really good. So I yeah. was really encouraged by it. Yeah, according to a lot of people, once cussing is accept, accepted, bad Christians just going to fold because we won't be anything special. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, good. That's all we got. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think that's totally true. I'll uh, add my two cents here. Well, first of all, the thing I wanted to make clear, and I hope I did, was that if I could say the word fuck and Jesus at the same time, which one would you remember more as you left? Right. And if that's the case, what does that mean? What does that mean about the Christians? The non-Christians probably didn't even care either way. They, they might... The non-Christians might be more like hearing the Jesus than not right. than the, the other word, you know. So a, has it become such a normal thing when you see a band that you, that you think is Christian or a pastor or somebody that the only thing you think is the bad stuff or, you know, that that is bad and you have an opinion on that and you're okay with just say, somebody saying Jesus. But afterwards, I did feel like, man, did I ever say it? <laughs> oh, he immediately had guilt. Yeah, he was guilty I as soon as he got off well, I, Yeah, I felt a little bit like, well, shoot. I, then I heard, like, maybe a family left. I don't know if they left because of that. They were there really late, and so they might have left. I don't know if I caught them off guard. And then I go back with this war in my mind of, like, well, I wanted to say this, and I need to say it. And sometimes it just, it, you know, that there will be people that can't receive it or not old enough to or whatever that might be. The the funniest thing that kind of happened, it was kind of endearing. A lady came and she had two daughters um, that were probably, you know, early teens. And uh, one had like blue hair and the other one, I forget, was maybe wearing a cool band t-shirt or whatever. Really sweet people. The girls, I took a picture with them and then the mom said, hey, listen, um, I just wanted to tell you, uh, I understand where you're coming from. I get it. I, you know, I've been, you know, uh, I was out there and did a lot of crazy stuff and I, and I get what you're saying. Um, maybe you shouldn't use that word. <laughs> I, was like, I said, no, I said, that's my point. I said, the reason why I use this that in word front of her daughters, well, her daughters are kind of stepping away. They yeah. probably might've been a little, I don't know if they were embarrassed or not. Probably not. Um, and so she was like, and I said, yeah, but I said, that's my point. I said, I feel like you see what I'm saying? Like you heard that word more than Jesus. And what does that mean? Which more, which word is more powerful is fuck more powerful than the name of Jesus. So I don't think so, but we need to realize that then it doesn't matter the word surrounding Jesus as much as what our message actually is yeah. and how good he is. And she says, yep. So I understand. <laughs> so I got saved 20 years ago and I used to say that word all the time. And now I don't, I haven't said it in 20 years. She said, how about this? What if you used, what if you said F? 
<laughs> I was you like, can I say said, F. It's totally fine. Right. And I was like, ma'am, that, that's my point. You can't. You can't say F. That that doesn't mean anything. And it was. It, that, that, or it does it, have meaning. It means the same thing. It means the same thing. Yeah. And But it's just a cop-out way of doing it. Why not just be real? And, and it's okay to be real and to be that way. So anyway, I... I I did think about it a lot, and and part of me thinks sometimes, like, man, what in the world? How in the world do I have a platform to say the things I did? If somebody crazy asses me yeah. saying some of the things that I say, and I just, I mean, I guess I thank the Lord for it, and 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 hope people give me grace and and know that I'm figuring this stuff out. I'm, I probably didn't say the right things. I might not have done the right thing that could have been wrong. But I just had to say it because I just felt like it had to be said. Well, I got a special request. Please don't do that on a Sunday morning at church. Like I just don't think it would go well. There has been tons of times. <laughs> there has been tons of times on Sunday morning where I have wanted to say stuff. I've thought I'm going to say something and this will be it. And I was like, nope, I can't do that. I love my church too much. And I want to be a bridge, too, for people. I don't want to just shock jock people and just say yeah you know uh, that's not why i'm doing this i'm not doing bad christian that way it's not why i work at a church or anything like that so i want to be uh careful but in that moment at a rock show i was like this is just got to be said i just yeah. need to say this and i felt was good it about boiling it. through your mind the whole set like what we just done, talked about on the bus or it just came up then it was just kind of on my mind i like i i think i took it differently i, I think i understand i understand where even the booking agents and the festivals and the conferences and stuff are at they can't go there because as soon as you say, "Oh, well, this guy said fuck," well, now you know they're gonna we're gonna lose our money and all stuff. But that's the problem. Okay, I wish the people could so say. I wish the conferences could say, "Yeah, it is about money." Hey, we're making this decision. We can't, you know, we can't sell have you here and sell tickets to this thing because of what you did or something. But I mean, we we faced that our whole. I think that's wrong, by the way, and I'm not saying that's right. But the, they when they say something like, "Oh man, we got we have to you know be honorable," and then, no, come on, that's not. That that's fake. Yeah, just say it's about money. I'd rather hear that at least. Right. Yeah. Well, that's my point. That's why I think Gillespie is the honorable guy, and then honorable guy number two is is Toby. And I, I have a, you know, I, I, it's just weird to me because it's uh, it's like if you heard another Christian band at a Christian venue give a general sweeping testimony that's supposedly about Jesus, but it's pretty posy motivational and really puts you know the, it feels really powerful from that guy's point of view like that doesn't that just goes right over anybody's head i mean that's just you can't even listen to that anymore i feel like it just yeah. you you just go yeah okay that's that it's it's just so i mean it's cliche or something like that and then what what you did or what gillespie did is like you can listen to that you can like wait a second what am i think you have to think when you hear it and that's yeah you know that's that brings me to something i want to talk about we can go to break here Cool. F all this S. Let's get on some ads. I did think though it's really hilarious that if you think about bands that preach from stage, you know, like our friend Steve from Wolves <laughs> of the Gate or what Maddie Montgomery from For Today, like if they were up there, if we that would have been the bill and they would each preach for like five, ten, fifteen minutes. And then after them I came home there is no chance anybody would have thought, Okay, great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a break. <laughs> Joey, you know what my favorite website is now? Well, it used to be yahoo.com, but I'm thinking <laughs> right now it's got to be Club W, man, how you and your wife love wine. Totally. It's really awesome. I have decided to lay off light beer and beer in general for the right. rest of the year, but I love wine. I, right. I, I want to uh, just stay away from the empty calories of, of beer. It just kind of just fills me up, and it, but 
red wine. I love it. There's a lot of health benefits out there for you that you can read about. It's awesome. I love getting this wine delivered right to my door. It is yeah. so easy. And like you said, it's great wine. And we got some great offers today. Yeah. Clubw.com forward slash bad Christian. You are going to get a killer deal. This place is just awesome. I mean, what a great idea. Takes out all the hassle. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And basically, it's the leading the grape-to-glass wine revolution. Yeah, they work directly with vineyards to cut out the middleman, which saves you money. And let's not forget, they have an algorithm that creates like a profile just for you. You answer like five or six simple questions, and then they give you the wines that you should try. And best and I- of all, they have a... 100% no risk guarantee that you will love what they send you or all the money comes right back to you. So go to clubw.com forward slash bad Christian right now and our listeners get 50% off your first order. Let oh me say that gosh. again, Joey. Oh clubw.com forward slash bad Christian 50% off 50%. your first order. Some of the best wine you will ever have in your life. Go there now. Stop, Stop wasting wasting. Time. Stop wasting your time and, and your daggum money messing around at retail stores like I've been doing and start drinking wine you know you're going to love. Yeah, you are a dummy, Joe. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am, seriously. Clubw.com forward slash bad Christian. Go there. Folks, something super alarming has come to my attention, maybe downright disturbing, and that's that I heard that there's people in our audience that somehow still have not downloaded the Credit Karma app. And here's why I don't understand that. Because not only do you get to see your credit score for free, no strings attached, you don't have to enter a credit card info, nothing. Not only that, but they also provide free credit monitoring. And there's no reason why you shouldn't have those two things at least. And it's in an app. It's that You don't even have to go on the internet or to a website. It's an app on your phone. And it can monitor your credit. So if something fishy comes up, if something happens, you would get alerted. So, yeah, maybe you don't want to obsessively check your credit score every day, but at least you know in the background they're checking it out for you, making sure nothing comes up. So I really don't have any understanding if you haven't done it yet. Here's how you get it. You text Bad Christian to the number 89800. Just text it. That's all you got to do is text it. That's how they know that we sent you. And I do appreciate it if you use that code. Um, and then that'll just direct you right to download the app. That is free. It's on your phone. You'll see your credit score. You won't enter in any credit card information, no payment, no nothing, no strings attached. They're going to monitor your credit. So please text Bad Christian to 89800. There's tons of stuff you can learn there. There's tons of great stuff. This is a good company making a product for you to use for free. No excuses. I think there's a pretty good chance that I won't even have to repeat this ad because I'm pretty sure after today, every single person will have done it. And again, what you need to do is text Bad Christian to 89800. Download the free Credit Karma app today. And we are back. Back in black. I'll tell you what, guys, you are making me feel better. I might not sound it, but I'm starting to feel better and healthier and wiser and smarter and stronger. Joey. Glad I had that effect on you, man. No, I was going to say, not you. Not me. Thank you, Matt. Well, yep, you're welcome. You guys. <laughs> he did. He just was wanting to clarify that as you, he means you guys, right. but you know, and just not you. I meant Matt and then the listeners. And the, yeah, yeah, well, you can go F yourself. <laughs> go to H. Are you going to ever say the F word again? What? 
Will you say the F word? Or you, he, he can you, say you re- it 92 times in a row, and he'll just ask me to bleep it, which is fine. I'll Have you resigned yourself not to say it on the podcast? Yeah, I think I'm pretty much there not to say the <laughs> F word on the podcast. But it's okay so. if we say it. Oh, yeah. I don't have okay. a problem with being on a podcast where the F word is. And you don't have a problem, by the way, stuff. saying it off air, correct? Exactly. No? So, yes, I okay. am very hypocritical. And uh, that's so okay. you'll say it anywhere but the podcast. Oh, no. That's not, not anywhere true. but the well, podcast. Well, not, not anywhere, but I'm saying anywhere like among friends. Anytime you're with Matt and I, not on the podcast, most right. likely. I have I mean, zero obviously. problem with the F word, but I know a lot of people do have a big problem. And I work at a church. And so I know that's. I work some, at a church. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason the, the church F-word. you work at toby must be way cooler <laughs> the, the church i work at man it's just so awesome the f word has they worked, rule the f word has worked itself up to the top of the charts of cuss words and i just acknowledge that <laughs> it's only because the f word only matters because people say it does yeah i, I agree. that's it. dude i i i wrote the blog post that we refer everybody to about cussing i'm right there with you i mean it's crazy that we accept screw you and F you, we can't. Like, I just didn't say <laughs> oh, God. Okay, oh, well, God. here's what I'm thinking about. This is stirred up. It's something I was thinking about anyway. How do you fucking sleep with yourself at night, Joey? <laughs> knowing that you won't sleep. <laughs> uh, this is Joey. Fuck it. <laughs> Joey, I appreciate your be, growth. Is that the first impression Matt's ever done? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, man. That's the first I time I've ever known my Jared, friend Matt. Yeah, I was talking to my brother Jared, and I was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, let's get to your topic. You, you kind of had me, uh, my ears Did are I peak your there. interest? Yeah, okay, my interests are peaked. Well, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier, but, it, you know, it, talking about that, which I didn't know we were going to talk about, leads into what I was going to say. So politicians. I feel like in the last maybe couple of generations have lost a lot of favor. All of human history has been ruled by politicians and military, essentially. That's yep, that's yep. all. If you read any history books, that's all there is. And I think that in all of human history and most of even up till pretty recently, they have probably have been a lot of really honorable people and well-respected in communities. And I really think they are. And within the last couple of generations or so, I think now there's a pretty good, maybe over 50% of people that go, ah, politicians, they're just blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure that that existed in the Greek times. And, you know, there's been good quotes against politicians for all time, too. But as far as popular thought, you hear it more. I think you hear it more than ever that politicians are just this and they're just that fill in the blank kind of thing. Yeah. And the reason is because there's something at this point, it may, it may have changed, I think, because I think there may have been more men of principle in earlier times. I'm giving the, the benefit there. I, I'm hoping there were. Um, but at this time, it seems like in order to be a politician, it requires a certain amount of inauthenticity and covering yourself and image management that I don't think it required in previous generations because of technology. For instance, a lot of politicians were probably principled and shitty, and a lot of stuff was hidden about them and was able to be kept under wraps. So now, with everything, I think they have to manage their images better because everything comes out. And so, therefore, they're more and more plastic and more and more fake, and we know that they're driven largely by getting votes, or they'll change their position just to get votes and things like that, or at least we think that i don't really even know how it works right but we have seen that change is my point that is the part of it that is really interesting and i just can't help but to draw the conclusion and the parallel to religious people pastors and individual christians 
I think the same thing has and is happening. I think they might be in the same boat as far as like becoming, oh, well, they're just this or they're just shills or they just only do this or they have to be fake or, you know, I'm not saying I'm not accusing any individuals. I'm saying in general, the pastor, the celebrity pastor, especially as it gets more with celebrity and there's power and, you know, all those things, these things are going to abound. There's almost nobody, unfortunately, to say, because I like Christians and I like pastors and I am one and y'all are one. So, Unfortunately, I think we're a couple of clicks behind politicians as far as our image goes and what and, and why. I think for the very same reason. So I think it's a really interesting question to look at going forward. How how do you handle that? Because I believe in the coming decades and generations, if something doesn't change, you know, Christians with voices will kind of look like politicians. Like it, it, there's something so inauthentic about what what is going on there because of image management, that they're going to go the way of the politician. Of course they're this. Of course they say that. Therefore, we don't need to listen to them. Doesn't this go back to a point that you made a while back as far as the image is going to be harder to manage as time goes on because of the Internet? So it's almost like isn't this just going to work itself out? I don't know. But that's but what I'm saying is I see it all the way down to the level of the individual Christian. And here is exactly where it, this is where it's killing me this week. Yeah, I'm thinking a lot about uh, the refugee stuff. I'm thinking about the terrorism so I don't know why, I'm, and it's not because it's political, because I don't give a shit about politics, right. because I don't inherently don't trust politicians, right? So, but however, this issue seems interesting to me, and I'm trying to figure out, do I care about it? Should I care about it? And if so, how would I know? Right. Well, I don't feel like listening to politicians is a very good idea, because I don't think they, you know, all they want to do is spend our money to do something else, to try to get this, to make them look, you know, I don't, I just don't buy it. And so I'm just, I don't even know where to get good information, really. So I'm kind of exploring it. Now, should I get good information from Christian leaders. Now, there's tons of good Christian leaders out there that I think are smart and I think they're intelligent. Yeah. And where I'm going with this is follow me, follow me for a second here. We're following. Okay, so let me I'll name Christian uh individuals that I think are great thinkers. I think John Piper is a great thinker. I think Russell Moore is a great thinker. I think there's been tons of them over time. Uh, classically, G.K. Chesterton and C.S. Lewis are, are good thinkers. They know how to rationally do stuff. They know how to write. They know how to speak. Yeah. They know how to come to conclusions. And a lot of people do. And a lot of prominent people do. And so, therefore, I'd like to listen to their voice on stuff. Problem is, I don't want to listen to it. I found myself just genuinely in that spot. I don't want to listen to what he says because here's what I think they're going to say. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. There's actually this, this, and this, but technically, but really, truly, the gospel so-and-so. And the gospel so-and-so, so-and-so. And Jesus this and Jesus that. This might sound stupid, but I don't want to hear, I, let's stop talking about Jesus sometimes. I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear the, about the gospel or Jesus only from a person right. that's a good thinker. Let's knock it off with the Jesus stuff sometimes. I'm saying that obnoxiously, but that's the way I feel. I know if I read something from Russell Moore, it's going to be more about connected to the gospel as opposed to this man's good mind simply unleashed on analyzing, interpreting, expressing, and communicating. I know that it really is going to ultimately have to, if he's going to write an article, it has to be about the gospel. It can't be about a topic. But he's a powerful, smart person. Why wouldn't you love to hear John Piper use his brain on something else? Yeah, but it can't 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 pastor. I mean, just because you're a pastor, just because you're a Christian, does that mean that your only thing you can talk about is the gospel? I think it's stupid. Yeah, I just think it's stupid. I don't. I want to hear the smart people that I respect that happen to be Christians use their brains for something else. I really do. 
Yeah. You just don't have to. You just don't have to do it. And I'm not saying they can't also do that, but it almost seems like it reduces issues of importance and uses them as a thing to do the thing that that person is supposed to do. And that's and it almost feels like a politician in a way. So I find myself avoiding, if I'm looking for real conclusions and data about stuff in this world to come to stuff, I kind of avoid the, the powerful Christian thinkers that I look up to because I know how it's going to end. I mean, they'll have some nuanced points in the first two-thirds of the article. Sure. Yeah. So can we? is it reasonable to say let's knock it off with the Jesus stuff sometimes, people? Doesn't it become false at some point? And if you boil that all the way down, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll finish this soon. I feel like I'm on a roll. Okay. I don't know if anybody's with me or not, but if you boil it all the way down to an uh, individual Christian, if you're always super mindful of the uh, agenda behind what you're doing is because you want people to get saved and because of this and that and that, I think you're devaluing, devaluing yourself too. So if, you're, if you have a dinner party, you know, it, it has to feel a little bit different to outside people knowing that, you know, Matt invites us over for dinner, but it's really just because deep down he was hoping that there eventually will be a gospel connection. Yeah. Or, or, or even more overt, overtly, he makes sure to pray in front of us and maybe talk about the gospel at least once in our conversation when we come over because he has to. I think that might be devaluing something. I think that might be a little bit false. Do you think it's because... I mean, just the the notion that God is a part of all of our lives and why do we just have to talk about one thing? Because I think what happens to a lot of these guys is they see this as their calling and their responsibility. And so although I agree with you, I, I think that they are just so... Um, they have such tunnel vision. It's like, well, this this is what yep. I have to get out. Like, if I have, yeah, and it comes at a price. Well, first of all, they have a contingency, like politicians do. That that like a lot of people would be upset to read a John Piper article that didn't mention God. Right. Well, I, it wouldn't bother me. I'd prefer it. But there's enough people that it would bother, and maybe he doesn't want to. Well, let, let me. But uh, I think that's bought into some delusion a little bit too. Of of yeah, of course, you have a calling to proclaim the gospel and you preach. Feel free. But you don't. That doesn't mean that's all you have to do. It's a little bit false. Yeah. Let me give you an example of something that I heard last night, and I haven't read up on it. But apparently, Perry Noble tweeted or wrote something about the refugee situation, and people lost their minds. And so, what did he do? He took it off. So basically, yeah. he expressed, "Yeah, this just isn't worth it. I've got a platform that I have to protect and guard for the sake of the gospel." So if this is going to cause a big uproar and a big hoopla, I have to take it off to protect this platform. And I think that right there is where things yes. don't go That's well. That's no different be- than a politician. That's what I'm saying. If you if we if we play that out right, logically, here, here's the problem. It's going to be de- every every one of those is going to be devalued so, as soon as people right. all get you know, pardon my arrogance, but as soon as more people get where I am, that's what that's how that works. Yeah, but but here here's where it gets tricky is I agree with everything you're saying, but these these people that do that and take stuff off and are super careful and meticulous with how they say things, they're convinced that they're doing it this way for the sake of Jesus. Yeah, but they're his, wrong, though, I is what agree. I'm saying. They I are agree. wrong, and it's going to bite them in the ass, and I don't want it to happen. I'm right. not looking forward to it, is what I'm saying. Right. I'm pro a lot of these guys. I think Perry Noble is somebody I wish I could gain wisdom and information from. Even. Yeah. I do. I would love to see a mainstream pastor that's huge, that everybody knows. So you're Perry Noble, Stephen Furtick, um, Joel Osteen, Rick Warren. I would love for one of those guys to just say, you know what, like, like make the, the Toby statement. Man... I only got one life to live. I'm already such and such years. I just don't care anymore. And this is just who I'm going to be. I'm going to say what I think should be said. I'm going to be willing to make mistakes. 
because it just takes one of those guys doing that, I think, for things to turn around. Especially, I hope so. Yeah. Well, well here's, I hope the, so. here's the thing, though. I think the same way as anything else or any other profession or whatever, you do want your pastors talking about Jesus the most. Right. That, that should be the most thing okay, that you do Okay, on here Sunday from. when they preach, right, that's right. fine. Hold on, let me, let me finish. So I, Calm I, down, I, do, Matt. I do think that, <laughs> that Matt's on fire. Uh, and I'm sick, man. Cut me some slack here, bro. Um, so I'm okay with that. The problem is here is what I uh, is my fear of what's happening. It's not out of uh, it, it's out of just this is what you do. It, it's the norm. And it's what we've always done. Don't change the model. And what's scary about that is it's going to get old. If I invited somebody over to my house and all they talked about, no matter what, was only football. Maybe for the first That's five, right. 10, 15 minutes, I'd be cool. <laughs> Maybe an hour, I'd be cool. After that, I'd be like, good God, right. what in the world is happening? Are you kidding me? Like, oh, my Lord. And that's yeah. about any subject. Imagine if it was a vegan. If you come to my house and only talked about Jesus, only I don't know you. But it's not even only. It's just it's if you even worse, it'd be like if you knew at some point during our 80 minutes of hanging out, he's going to do three minutes here. Yep, there it is. He had to do it. He was compelled to do it, meaning it was false. But that's just a message sometimes, and it does. it's not as revealing and so that's the thing that I think would be nice is if we did see our pastors who are intelligent talking about different things and maybe allowing themselves to be wrong, like talking about the Syrians, talking about ISIS, talking about abortion and stuff. like. And maybe they could even be wrong, say something, and we, right. and we give exactly. them some grace. But exactly. we don't give them the grace. That's no, what, that's I that, understand that. that. The yes, congregation will not give grace. The reason yes. why our, our churches and mega churches— Hey, don't call it the congregation. Call it the market. Yeah. The market. <laughs> yeah. But, here, but the, hold on. Let me finish. The, market the reason, determines the reason these, these guys say this stuff is because we won't let them off the hook. It, I promise you, if our Pastor Greg got up and said some stuff this Sunday that was a little off kilter, people would leave. I know. People would go. And I personally think that'd be a good thing. But for him and what this church has been called to do, I don't think it is. So you, so you don't. Do you really believe what you just said? Yes. Yeah, I think people would leave. And I think I think that would be good. What do you mean? What what? No, a, as far as for this church, that wouldn't be ideal for what this church is called. Yeah, to. I, or or I think I mean not being crazy, but I mean our church preaches a pretty specific way. Yeah, we have a style and a way of of preaching the gospel that seems sure similar most Sundays. Right. So well, if that's, that's the, fine. If, all I'm saying but, is I know all of our pastors and stuff like that, and I think on a certain level that they say things in a way that I believe it has been, hasn't been preached, and they're pushing a limit that probably hasn't been met in future years, but at the same time, they can only go so far. And yeah. so that, and now, and at the same time, it's like going back to what I was saying, they are a bridge to get to that next spot. But what the thing that worries me is, do we have forward thinking? Like, are we actually doing that? Like, are, are we just sold on, hey, wait a minute, the gospel is this, and this is how we preach it. It's a building, it's th- you know three or four points that are application to your life, yeah. and you come back and get refilled. That's the only thing that worries me, because the, the thing that just freaks me out so much is, we have in Christianity maybe some of the brightest minds, best musicians, deep thinkers, and all this stuff, and I feel like they're kind of held captive to some standard that nobody else is, and why can't we let them? That's what I'm saying. Like I don't mind. I, I was going back and listening to our podcast, and we were kind of busting Stephen Furtick's balls a little bit about money, and, and, and uh, we did. I do not care that a pastor gets paid. I don't care if a pastor gets paid a billion dollars to work at a church. Just say it. Right. Hey, I work my ass off. I do a lot of stuff. This isn't a 40-hour week. I'm, I'm basically overseeing every possible aspect of this church and doing this, this, and this. 
yeah, I need to get paid, and I think this is a fair amount. Right. And if you don't like it, we can talk about it. But just be open and honest. Hey, this is what I think. This is why I'm doing this. Don't say something like, well, if I if I did this, then you would think this. and that. No, right. don't care about people's opinions. Now, we care about people's hearts and where they're going and where they're headed and where they're from. We care about this. Opinions, though, are fleeting and come and go, and that's, that is the problem. As soon as you say something, just like that lady when I said fuck, just like when I said, there's people right now that hear me say that, and just it's just so harsh to their ears, and that's all because they've never experienced anything. Like, wait a minute, maybe that's okay. I I can know Jesus. I can I can serve Him or do all this stuff and be in places that I haven't been, and I can just sit with it for a little bit. That that's the thing. Like we had this conversation yesterday, Matt and, and uh, Joey and I, we kind of came to the conclusion about maybe a church that we hope happens in the future would be a church where, like we were talking about Dave Bazan, and just like wouldn't it be great to have a church where Everybody could come and go, hey, I don't know. I haven't spoken to Jesus in a while. I am not experiencing Jesus like you guys. But I'd love to have this community. I'd love to be here and talk out where I'm at and maybe never change. Maybe never change. Maybe yeah, I the, think maybe the exact, goal isn't. I think your exact words, which hit for some reason hit me like a ton of bricks, is Toby said there there is no church for Dave Bazan to talk openly and express what he believes and what he's processing. Well, not even not only Dave Bazan, there's a lot of people that are would still identify fully as, you know, believers in Jesus that there is no place right. where they can express what they're right. going through. Right. That's and what ju- and I just mean, be able to wrestle and see it and, and like try and fight your faith or something. Fight your brain. Like that's the good fight. That is seeking. That's not being washed away by the waves. That's not being blown here and there. Like actually going, I don't know what I believe. I want to know. I'd love to hear your opinion. I don't agree with that. I'm not there right now. Man, the way you experience Jesus is amazing. I would love for that. I'm not experiencing it right now. Uh, This is where I am at. And so, I mean, like, that's okay. That's not scary. Like we're seeking God. We are seeking the truth. And that's that's just what I want. That's that's the main thing for even this. What what we're even talking about, what we're doing, with bad Christian, I think, is at least just find truth. Well, the false falsities are the barrier for that, though. I mean, like you know, you can't just say it's not okay with me that you just say, well, that's all. That what can they do? They would lose their congregation if they did this or whatever. That's the same as saying, yeah, well, that's what politicians. We we all don't like it that they do fundraising for six months a year with you know four thousand dollar plate dinners. Nobody likes that, right. but very correctly, they have to. That's not an excuse. That's not an excuse for a, a church or a pastor. Yeah, well, well, if I, I I have to, we're already set up this way. That's not an excuse to me. It's interesting you use the word they. They is it? Is it they? It's us. I think. I mean, we we've contributed to that. I right, contributed. So, so to I that. agree. So, but Matt, all I'm saying is, if, if that's what you want to, if that's what you want to say, and you're not going to do anything different, that's what's going to happen. It's going to feel like politics. Real quickly, let me clarify something. Like, at our own church, I believe Pastor Greg had a calling years and years ago, and now uh, has built an amazing. Thing Pastor that, Greg's like, please, guys, stop talking about me. Do not include me in this. Don't worry. He's not going to hear this. I will, I'm certain of that. Uh, but what I'm saying is our church is awesome. And here's the other thing, too, that you have to take in consideration. Saying the F word or something silly, that, some of that stuff is just silly. And maybe maybe us three are being silly. And you're missing the point where you can get some good stuff done. Like, I know a seriously hundreds and thousands of people whose lives have been changed because of Seacrest yep, Church. Absolutely. Exactly like politicians. I Certain agree. Certain things like I you know, I'm I'm thinking through that and and wondering about church in general and what it looks like and what does it mean to go to the same building every Sunday and what does that actually, you know, it, but for m- more mature Christians, I guess is what I'm talking about. And so 
we can't just automatically just blast it. it there is something to be said of, man, I don't want to have to deal with 100 people out of thousands and thousands making a stink when it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I'd way rather not say a bad word or do this and raise $10,000. There is something good there, too. Okay. I just want to clarify that. Okay. I totally agree. And there's all good things that, like I started with, all good things that have almost ever been accomplished are political. That's what the whole history books are. So I'm not doubting anything good. You got Joey laughing over here. No, you got me. Only thing I'm saying is there is nothing closer to politicians than large pastors and churches. There's nothing closer. Joey is the large pastor that you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) No, but listen to what I'm saying. There's nothing closer. So whatever you think about politicians and bureaucracy of government applies, maybe not quite as far down the line, but maybe as time progresses more and more so. That's just all I'm saying. Joey, why are you laughing? You can say, to say you don't like pastors, I'm not saying that. I'm saying politicians do tons of good stuff, and the means just, the ends justify the means. And yes, they have to do fundraising. I agree with you. But, that's where that's where public opinion is on on politicians, and and so it will be with pastors in large churches. That's the way it's going to go. What I'm saying is, we just need to get, we need to get a clear message then, like because what we're saying, I don't want to be just known as bad Christian. Oh, they complain about church. I don't want that. I think seriously, ninety percent of church is great. Ninety percent of the way church meets, I think you should meet on Sundays. I think you should. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Joey? My eyes. No, I. I am mystified right now, and I'm trying to figure out which Toby do I believe. <laughs> is, it, is it the Toby that feels a little upbeat and positive and says 90% of everything the church is doing is great? Yeah, I don't believe that number for a second. Or is it the Toby it. that says, no, you don't. Man, what if yes, it's I all do. just bullshit? Man, I just, man, this, 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 dude, I can have a conversation with you in two days, and you'll say, I'm wasting my life. Yes, I might, I've heard you, you might, say 90% yeah, the other way a hundred no, times, that, so I don't even know. That's what definitely not true. You've never yes, heard me say is. 90%. You're a, moody, no, yes, I have. you're a moody philosopher. I have never said 90% of church is bad. I have definitely said 90% of church is Mo, good. I, for let sure, me, let me, let, okay, let me explain hundreds that. of times. Let me, let me, let me times. explain that. Gathering together with other Christians, totally on board. Singing songs about God or whatever, totally on board. Fellowshipping, giving, right. all those things that are mainly a church. Now, one the things that do get me are just like I said, going to the exact same building and potentially nothing being changed or the political and bureaucrat type right, stuff. Right. So, uh, but and I'm just saying I'm the saying. majority of what church, like for example, the church that I work at, I do see a ton of good. We've heard I do, you I say would, that I a thousand times. I wouldn't we, be everybody here. Everybody knows you guys think Seacoast is awesome and your I job wouldn't is not be here. I wouldn't be here otherwise. But for sure, I struggle with the thought of, hey, is this it? Am am I? Is this is this the thing? The things that I don't sure. that Joey struggles with too are the Sunday morning preparation that I don't think matters. Mm-hmm. I don't think setup and breakdown and all that stuff and the sound system and the lights and the VIP tables and all the you know the uh, you know this and this and this the little things that I think are uh, just aesthetic maybe give aesthetic value. I don't think that matters. I think that yeah. that somewhat takes away from the gospel for sure. That stuff, but I mean, I think that's only ten percent. Well, you can make the numbers go whatever you want, but what you, it seems that you're implying that I, what I'm saying is anti-church. What I'm saying is, hey, no, I'm not. I'm pro-church. I'm saying, watch out, people. This is a warning. This is let's get this together because otherwise, this thing here looks a lot like this thing that we all don't like. And guess what? It's a fine line, and we look, we, me, everybody look a lot like politics and bureaucracy. We're, we're just a few clicks off. In fact, there's nothing closer in the world to government 
you know, bureaucracy and politics than church and its systems. There's not, there's nothing more parallel. Right. So why, let's watch out. Okay. Not, I'm anti it. Right. I agree with you. What are we going to do? That's what I'm saying. The thing that I don't want is bad Christian just to go, man, church is shitty. Let's do something different. What I'm saying is there is a lot of good. And it's, it's, okay. if, if we were we to start that. our own thing, is it going to look mostly like what nope. church is? I I'm think not trying will. to start anything. I'm not trying to even no. tell a pastor what to do. I'm talking to the market as I see it. Right now, I am speaking what I think is the truth, and I think that's what everybody else ought to do. Right. And I think that will continue to well, infect what, what the we market, and about. the market pressure will drive it to where it needs to be. And you but, can say but, congregation. But and regardless of what you're saying, you, me, and Joey. I'm not talking to the pastors. I'm talking to the masses. We of course we're not talking to the pastors because they're not the problem. I, that's what I'm saying. I agree. The only reason the pastors look like they do and the politicians look like they do is because of us. Matt, you don't even give a shit about politics. And that's who I'm talking to right now. I know, but I'm saying that's what I'm so, saying. You don't give a shit about politics. You've said, called yourself no. a political agnostic. So going to be in the same place with church if we don't get it together. And when I say we, I don't mean them. I mean we. So, so that's my point is we need to come up with an idea of what to do. I, I really have been struggling with that for sure. I don't want to start something just out of response to something else. You don't think you need to start anything? Toby does. No, I'm, what I'm saying is I think what we're doing right now is the responsibility. It's not a new system to thwart the old system. I think telling the truth, talking about it, just having the discussions, letting the ideas be out there is what everybody needs to do. That's what I think needs to be doing. That's why I'm doing it right now. I don't want any credit for it or anything. Right. I do feel like we are doing something by having the conversation. And here and, and, and here's here's where I'll I'll uh, agree with Toby and disagree at the same time. If hey, real quickly, can you eat shit? <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> if the three of us were completely removed from the type of church cultures that we are talking about right now. The, the culture that you embrace 90% of, right. if we were removed from that and we're also throwing rocks at it, then I would agree with you and I would say we have no business. We're not doing anything good. It's all BS. We need to stop this podcast now. But that's not the case. We are basically talking about the good and the bad, and we are right in the middle of it. So I, I just feel like a good first step is just having this conversation and talking about stuff. I don't feel like we're wasting our time by throwing no, rocks. No, 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 no. I don't think we're I mean, wasting you, our time. You, you are here. But I'm saying we've, we've been doing this podcast probably for two years, and I feel like sometimes we say stuff, and I, I do want something more. I, I do want to take my family to a, a gathering of other believers or people at least seeking the truth is more accurately what I would like to say. And maybe there is, we do, we do help others. We do help our neighbors. We do all these things that are natural, regardless that most people think are good, regardless if you believe in Christ or not. But what I'm saying is I just want that too. I agree with what y'all are saying. I agree. I think that it gets shady and, and crazy, but the only reason some a pastor has a, a big paycheck or a big house or can't say the things that he probably wants to say is because of the congregation. I know that's what, who Matt's talking to. I know that's who y'all are talking to as well. How much waste of a breath is it to say nine times in a row, I think there's good, I'm sure it's good, I know it's good, we know it's good. Okay, now can we talk? That's all I'm saying. I, it's not hur hurling rocks, and if you didn't work at a church, okay. it would still be valid to talk this way over the dinner or over coffee. It's not hurling rocks. But it is a waste of time if you never come up with one thing to change. I completely disagree based on the fact of, like I said earlier, one thing to change. <laughs> I'll tell you what changes. You said fuck 17 times on stage and it was okay. Right. Not so in church. it is working. I didn't say it in church. Man, I didn't, you don't have to say it on church. I'm saying culture is changing. That is an easy way of changing things, man. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is it is changing. I'm for it. And it's changing because people are talking about it without being worried. And so that's why you can say fuck 17 times on stage and it was okay. Think change is already happening for the positive. 
That's what I'm saying. It's not about a new system getting built that fixes it. It's about the populace. It's about the people all being more free individually. And then the market, it'll, it'll help it. It'll work itself out. So that's just about getting the ideas out there. It's not hurling rocks. It's just not what it is. I'm now deeming this episode the F word episode. That's what it's called. No way. Yep. The F word episode. No. No. We, the only way we'll do it is if you say F U C K. (laughs) Okay. F U C K. Yeah. It's it's really changing. Joey, Joey, you're you're proving the change. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you guys. I do believe fully, and this sounds. I hope it doesn't come across arrogant or whatever. It I just does. I do want I feel like some reason dumbass me has some kind of platform or voice that is ignorant and just dumb enough to say some stuff that other people <laughs> want. So, let's I want some smarter people to use my ignorance, build off that and maybe we can change some stuff. I'm I suggesting do, that they are. You just don't have to control it or take credit for it. I do fully believe that meeting together and doing all these things is great. Yeah. Right now I I do get frustrated, obviously, with the way churches run because it seems like a business. It seems like political. It seems like you can't say this, you can't say this, and that's what's scary for sure. And I want everybody to feel totally comfortable. That's why my favorite pastor in the world is probably Creflo Dollar. Because when he <laughs> when he when he asked for that when he asked for that plane and everybody called him out, he said, "What are you talking about? Yeah. I believe in a <laughs> big right. God." He didn't retract I, it. That's you know, true. I'm going to ask for a rocket if we right. find life on another planet. I was like, that's awesome. He didn't apologize. You can't, no. ex- you can't accuse me of dreaming in a big God. I, I know. That's amazing. That's yeah. wonderful. At the, I mean, oh, people man. call him whatever you want to call him. Yeah. At the very least, he did not apologize. I said, yeah, I'm asking for that. Say whatever you want to say. You're going to say it anyway. So that let's just do be that way. Well, little, little shame- Politics and pastor. Yeah, a little shameless plug. We talk about a lot of this stuff on pastor with no answers you oh, can find God. it on, you can find it on itunes nice we, we talked to a former pastor of mars hill church and he goes into a why lot. are you talking like that it's because it's a commercial he goes into this is not a commercial this isn't a commercial you're just talking to your friends yeah you can talk about it so you want to make a us. commercial i'll run it in the break join us with pastor <laughs> with no answers now let me get it straight it's bastard with no answers <laughs> is that what it is or what what is it called it's I, I'm laughing at how Toby's looking at me. No, but it was interesting to really hear uh, Jeff's description of how he saw Marcel from the inside and all that stuff unfold. And um, yeah, I, I I do think that Matt, the the point that you're making is well taken, but I don't know how we get there. As I don't far, I don't know how. Like, there's sure there's a lot of pastors that are willing to be open and share things and talk about asking their dad whether or not their penis is at an adequate size but there's adult not, size actually right there's there's not a lot of big name pastors out there that are willing to not be so careful yep i, I will su- continue to suggest it's not about what the big name pastors do as much as the people but i'm just pointing out the, right. the falsity of the way it is i mean if somebody's a vegan and they're also a scientist and every scientific paper they write they that you know they only put veganism in three quarters of the way through and that it's just that's silly. But Matt, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something real quick. Toby told me that he felt like a part of his young adulthood had been robbed after hearing my story, and so he took a trip to Greenville and sat down with his dad on the couch and pulled what, down what? his pants and said, "Dad, is this adult am size? I, am I okay?" <laughs> so penis sizes are the same as candy bars. There's Adult, there's regular adult size. There's king size. There's fun size. Fun size. And then there's the minis. <laughs> you know. 
So, you yeah, know, it's not that bad if you have a Snickers fun size. It's not that bad. All right, let's move on from all this boo. Did you know Toby <laughs> calls his penis the damn truth? <laughs> You're on fire today. <laughs> Wow. You, you tell your wife, are you ready for the damn truth? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to hurry. We're going to run out of time. Let's do it. We've been talking our asses off. All right, Matt, kick it. Rolling. In a world where your best friend at some point has asked his dad about every single body part on his body, <laughs> is it adult size? Dad, my nipples sometimes are out and sometimes are in. Is that normal? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. This is Toby Morales, the damn news. This comes from my friend Dumpy, Scott Sinclair. He said, I like it because he sends me, always sends me uh, South Carolina news. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Couple said possums and people came out of the fridge. This is in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Seriously, armpit or butthole. One of the, uh, one of the two of South Carolina, just like Columbia. Uh, a South Carolina couple is facing charges after deputies say they called 911 five times because they believe they saw possums and people jumping out of the refrigerator and microwave. <laughs> okay. Brandon, this is middle, this is awesome. This is his name. Brandon Dwayne Terry and Casey Dawn Fowler have been charged with unlawful use of 911. Authorities said that the couple told the deputy <laughs> they had pictures of worms coming out of the floor of their vehicle and pictures of other people camouflaged. The deputy says he looked at s- several of the pictures, which he says, just showed a basketball colon in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Deputies believe the two were under the influence of bath salts. This comes from WCNC right here in Charlotte News. But um, I, have y'all ever been around somebody that's tripping? Not on bath salts. I've been around a lot of people high on drugs, but not bath salts. Yeah, that, no, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I had a friend that that did acid for the first time, and, and this is back in high school, I guess. And he lost it. I yeah. mean, he was hiding in a closet, freaking out and all stuff. And so, Matt, I kind of want to ask you this, too. Those drugs, I, I don't know if that's a psychedelic or mm-hmm. whatever it is, but that they probably most likely just amplify what you are normally, right? Like when I used to smoke weed, a lot of times it made me paranoid. But maybe that's because I'm kind of paranoid or worried anyway. Like maybe drugs would affect. Like if you're kind of a relaxed person that doesn't worry, Matt, you might could do acid or mushrooms or whatever and be okay and it not really freak you out that crazy but do, do you know anything about that is that just heighten what you actually no, are i mean the psychedelics are, are different I, let's say i don't really think i have any science to spit at you but it's not the same thing as okay as as marijuana or being high on or drunk or anything like that so um, psychedelic drugs do like actually work on the brain itself so they change weirder stuff in there than just uh euphoria or depressive or stimulant kind of thing but i'm not sure exactly what what it is it's just different receptors or or different something that the question is a lot of people that are into psychedelics think that it has really really positive effects and then some people even believe it goes into spiritual so that's not something you typically say about drunk or high but people think that a lot of people think that you spiritually experience things in new realms and that are even beneficial and positive and good and you see the world deeper and better through yeah. that kind of thing. But if you're a uh, bad person or if you got bad juju or bad energy and uh, you're a negative person, then what you'll experience over there will be bad. So This comes from roving reporter Trenton Warsham. And this one's going to be my last story, and it's pretty much a doozy. Anybody got any guesses? Hopefully it's not somebody died and we have to laugh or not laugh at it. See if you can guess, Matt, from the title. Okay. Feminist blogger boldly makes bread 
with? No, there's got to be some missing yeast, and there's the missing thing from this equation. <laughs> yeast from her own oh, vagina. No. Oh my lord! <laughs> this is from Mashable. This is from what? Mashable is the site. There are thousands of recipes for sourdough bread out there. While they require microscopic fungus for leavening, none of them surprisingly mean that kind of yeast. So, feminist blogger Zoe Stavri got inventive and came up with a new recipe for sourdough bread that uses <clears throat> her own yeast. Half thrush, genuinely considering using it to make sourdough. She says she uh, signs that as another angry woman. She live-tweeted the experience and provided photographic evidence of her sourdough starter along the way. On her blog, she responds to horrified commenters that the process is no more disgusting than, say, making your own salami or making regular sourdough, for that matter. If it was making salami out of, like, your own shoulder meat, perhaps it'd be a little different. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like you cut off your arm and then grind it up in a meat grinder and put it in a one of your intestines stretched out and then hang it up. Yeah, it'd be equally as horrifying, I agree. Uh it was funny because people wrote a lot of mean um, stuff to her on that. Twitter. But then but what was really funny is one said, professional chef and avid baker here, you have entirely the wrong idea about what sourdough is. This is bad and will taste bad. <laughs> 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 I thought that was pretty hilarious. Stavri, who tweets under the handle Another Angry Woman, says in her blog post that she'll be periodically posting updates about the bread. And uh, at the time of writing, the starter was still fermenting. So she was fermenting it and hasn't tasted it yet, but she'll update it. The stuff really matter. This lady did this, and obviously she knew it was just going to piss people off, make people angry, whatever. But it doesn't matter. It's just some woman in the middle of nowhere, Earth, that's just doing something silly and crazy just to do it, and it, it's infuriating people. And isn't that the point? Yeah, like, of course. Isn't it's now the point. media basically all become just to kind of infuriate you, or just the just, or it's just a setup. The same way as like we were talking about ISIS or whatever, like saying uh you know people shouldn't be so freaked out that's what they want like they it, when they do something terrible they want you to not go to movie theaters or be out in public or to be scared well you gain power that way just but you have the power to affect you know a million people that want to give you hate at least you have the power to do it so it, it kind of reminds me of abstract art though in a way it's almost like that thing where oh i made art yeah. is only made from whatever something so it, even though this is in right. i don't know i guess it's something like that it's probably closest to abstract art biologically is it gross or not or who knows i don't know like what about the coffee that one of the most expensive coffees is one where there's monkeys that eat the, the beans off the tree and then it goes through the digestive system and does some kind of yeah. process and they poop it out and then people pick the beans the whole coffee beans out of the monkey i think it's a monkey some animal it's poop and then they roast that and that makes a really good bean i mean it's not dirty there's no e coli there's no you know diphtheria there's no bacteria left on it by the time it's done and it's a wonderful right. coffee they say so maybe it's just maybe it's just that simple i love it i'm gonna try that coffee i hope find the name of it all right that's the damn news all right the damn news joey how much to eat that bread um, you'd rather have the coffee than the bread though right yeah let me let me get down how much thing. money one million dollars you eat that bread definitely yes, for sure no doubt in my mind one hundred thousand dollars, definitely yes, for sure. No doubt, no fifty thousand dollars easily. Yes, for sure. No matter what, ten thousand dollars eat that without bread. a doubt. Yes, five thousand dollars eat that bread. Yes, yep. One thousand nope. dollars right now. I eat cut that it bread. somewhere maybe five so. to ten is where I cut off on that. Yeah, I think so. I agree with Matt. All right, well, Toby, you missed one, and let me just say you're welcome. You're welcome. Campbell's soup. Oh Lord, are Re you kidding right now? Receives, is this a joke? Receives a is Facebook. This a oh. 
Oh, I'm Campbell's right. suit receives a Facebook message from Kim. I'm going to do what you do during my news. From Kim Spears <coughs> Cook. Kim says, <coughs> your new commercial with the two dads. Your new commercial. <laughs> makes me sick. Campbell's Soup responds, hey, Kim, if you're feeling sick, we suggest enjoying a delicious can of Campbell's Soup chicken noodle soup. Make sure to enjoy it hot so it can help warm up your cold, dead heart. Hope that helps. That is breaking news that Campbell's Soup has introduced a new commercial that highlights two fathers. The tagline is real life, basically real American life, two dads eating delicious Campbell's soup. I thought that was uh, very witty how Campbell's handled that. And now Kim Spears Cook is known by over 218,000 likes on Facebook and 190,000 shares. It's so crazy how there was a point in U.S. history when a war would be... All right, we're going to go ahead and tell you um, who brought you the news today. It's really (laughs) cool. Um you guys just really appreciate oh, I it. I want you to listen. Um, we have Jock Strap. Um, <laughs> what? <well, laughs> listen, uh, there was a time in our country's I'm, history. I'm trying to say the names of the BC club members. <laughs> what the hell? Damn it, Joey. Pepe Roni. I'm I about like. to lose my mind. Pepe Roni. I mean, damn. Justin Herrick, Curtis Williams, Miles <laughs> Lehman, Kyle Unger, Mario Castro, Buster Hyman, Andrew Capps, Bradford <laughs> Christian, Ben Jackson, Brant Coltrane, Delise White, Phil Avance, Adrian Tejita, Kenneth Jackson, and we got TJ Puluska, Daniel Mafukenmeyer, Harry P. Ness, John Louder III, Misty Jordan, Stephen Sproul, Tracy Radnas, Joshua Pol- Polanski, Azriel Resendez. Hey, that's that cat on the Smurfs. She joined the BC Club. Pierce Christian Buck, William Kyle Hayworth, Andrew Emmerich, and Evan Klunder. Thank you for joining the BC Club. And I will say that uh, we talked about people that are searching and are still trying to figure out life, have a lot of questions. This doesn't happen on the BC Club. Once people join the BC Club, the truth just starts sinking into their heads. They no longer have those questions. So join the BC Club if you want all the answers of life. And, folks, we got the ad-free versions of these podcasts up now for the BC Club, which I don't know if people are going to consume them or not. But we, if you are interested in ad-free versions, all you got to do is join the BC Club. You don't have to hear those damn commercials. Wow. That's great. Joey, I do want to ask one last question. Ask me one more question. What are, like, uh, let's see, approved coarser language words that you can say? No, yeah, start start by saying piss and then say every word that you can say until eventually you just start saying the first you letters say, yeah, of names. Start with piss or oh, poop. Yeah. Piss or poop, yeah. you would say, anytime. And, and then eventually anybody? just start saying piss, you know, S, F. Or do you want me to say them and you say yes or no? No. <laughs> Let me say them and you say. No, I'll go. Hold on. Hold on. Piss, poo-poo, heck. Dang darn. That's it. No, nope. you go worse than that. You say shit. No, I've heard you. Not anymore. Okay. Hold on. I'm the S word. Okay. Not anymore. You don't say that word anymore? No, of course not. Are you being On serious? or off air? Yeah, being serious. Okay. Look, I'm, okay. I wanna I wanna read some and then you tell Let me no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Well you say anus. You just say yes or no. Anus. Just say yes or no. Anus, some good peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I think it is. What about ass clown? Ass yes or clown. No? Just say yes or no. Just say yes or no. Yes. Ass fucker. <laughs> <laughs>
You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.